Hello, 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 and welcome to Dear Fandom, where everything you like is terrible, and that's okay. I'm HJ. And I'm Megan. And today we are covering a topic that is quite unlike anything we've ever covered before. I came out of the I came up with the idea out of the blue, and I thought, hmm, let's try it. Uh, we're talking today about Barbie. Yes, <gasps> Barbie. Oh my God! What? <laughs> what? How dare you make me feel ancient? <laughs> Barbie, and uh, this episode is going to be a little different from typical, you know, overviews of Barbie, because every aspect of Barbie and the Mattel company, I could do an entire episode on just that one aspect. The history. I could do an entire uh, episode about the lawsuits that Mattel has both filed and had filed against them. So, um, which is very interesting. Um, um they, I was about to say, wow, I didn't, I mean, I've, I could have guessed about lawsuits, but I, I wouldn't have guessed that you could get a whole episode out of it. You can get a lot. Mattel has tried to sue people a Pe- lot. People. And they, people, people, and also, um, their humble beginnings started with a lawsuit. So, um, um, okay. Um, Barbie, yeah, Barbie, Barbie started off with a bang, very dramatic. So, um, the year is, uh, 1959 and uh, a businesswoman, Ruth Handler is traveling in Germany and she comes across a doll that is made by the Build Lily company. And this is a company that was an operation and made dolls from about 1955 to like 1964. So like that sweet spot. Of, like, both our mother's early childhood. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. when those dolls were made. And these dolls were made of polystyrene, which is incredibly brittle. It's super... It, they're not... They're beautifully looking, but they're not well made. Mm-hmm. And Ruth bought a few of these dolls and brought them back. And brought them to her husband, who was the president of the Mattel company. And said, hey... I think we've got a great idea with this. You know, our daughter has been playing with her, with paper dolls, like paper cutout dolls and been giving them adult roles, sort of, you know, like playing, playing mommy with them and playing like tea time with them. And there wasn't much of a market for older dolls for little girls. It was really just baby dolls, which was preparing girls for motherhood yeah and she thought maybe this is not necessarily appropriate for development and this doll is a great bridge and so they modeled the first barbie doll after these build lily dolls okay this is in 1959 and barbara millicent roberts which is barbie's full name incredible i all i can think is that she's definitely a daughter of jerry's from parks and rec oh yeah like absolutely. <laughs> Actually, I'm really sad that I. That's probably a reference to part. Like that's really probably why they named uh, Jerry's daughter Millicent was probably after Barbie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's undoubted undoubtedly a reference. Like Amy Poehler is smart like that. Oh, absolutely. So, um, so the Build Lily Company found out. Um, they started making these dolls out of like vinyl and polyurethane. Okay. Um, which is much more, you know, I'm safe. trying to figure out how does that feel? Like, are we talking about the actual texture of Barbies nowadays? Um, or are we talking about, uh, like, rubbery? They're heavier. 
they were much more dense. Okay. Ba- Barbies now are made from different things than Barbies are made from then. Okay. Barbies were much more dense and much heavier. Interesting. So, like, what about their, was it, they, obviously, posability was not something that was, Posability, like, yeah, posability was not, like, the legs weren't as bendable, and, like, the arms were straight up not bendable. Um, mm. A lot of the, like, sort of joint and mobility features were not introduced until, like, at least the 70s. Interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, they had, obviously, like, I mean, like you said, our mothers both loved, but not, not loved in, like, an intense, like, like, collection kind of way, because, you know... Our parents were, you know, people whose parents were like, you get a Barbie. Here you go. Look at how much we love you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. The way I actually asked my mother, because, like, I'm about to ask you, and um, it's something that, like, every, like, AFAB person is at some point given a Barbie doll. And that is, like, I'll I'll, uh, I'll get back to this part in a second. Um, I just wanted to mention just the lawsuit. Oh, yeah, yeah, with with the Build Lily dolls, right? Yeah, Build Lily were like, hey... You have, you stole our design and passed it off as your own invention. And And how did that go? Because Build Lily, you said, was from Europe, right? They're from Germany. Germany. Yeah. And Ruth, Ruth and her husband, um, like, uh, Ruth and her husband, like, settled out of court. And, um. But obviously they were able to keep making Barbie dolls. Yes. They were able to keep they were able to keep making Barbie dolls and they eventually bought Build Lily. Oh and there's they, the answer. Okay. All yeah, right, they we ceased, get it. They ceased production. The funny thing about Ruth and Elliot, who is um, her husband, is they were they were re- eventually removed from the operating board of Mattel and were no longer responsible for making Barbie dolls. I'm just you know Sometimes when I hear stories like that, I just go, okay, I would love to be able to just get a, like a, like a moving image of exactly the day that they were like, you know, removed from the board. What led up to that? Like, cause I would assume they kept it pretty hush hush other than to say they're no longer on the board. Basically. Yeah. Like the, um, the handlers. Hulu, have... where is my series? Thank you. <laughs> I want to know. House, House of Gucci. Pishaw. I want to know about the handlers. Thank you. Um, it is such a house of Gucci. It really is like a Gucci story because nobody, no member of the Gucci family is on, um, operates Gucci anymore. And nobody in the handler family has anything to do with Mattel or Barbie anymore. But the handler family was the original, like, so when it comes to the design of Barbie, we're talking it's based on the Bill Lilly design or the handlers themselves were like, oh, we're going to take that Bill Lilly design and make it better. Um, they were like, we're going to take that Bill Lilly design and make it like just a different material. <laughs> just a different material. It's like, oh, so blatant plagiarism. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's like, oh, no. But if I t- put my answers in red ink, then it's different because he wrote it in blue ink. Yeah, basically, yeah, like, the, if you look up the Bill Lily dolls and you look up the original Barbie doll, like, the, the, like, the 50s in the stripy bathing suit Barbie doll, yeah. they're remarkably similar. All right, Build Lily, is it? B- oh, B-I-L-D, Lily. B-I-L-D. Oh, oh, germ, okay, yeah, okay, I see it, I see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, it's, it's, I, it's undeniable. Like, they oh had, they had a case. Oh my god. <laughs> 
No. What? You kidding? <laughs> I know. This isn't even, this isn't even, can I see your homework? I need, like, oh yeah, but copy it so it looks different. This is the same shit. It's the same doll, literally just made with different material. It's just a bit sexier on the Bill Lily side. Yeah, like because in they terms wanted to of, make like, it you get l- some like crop tops and stuff and like they- cute. No, the Bill Lily dolls are really cute. Like they're they're adorable, and I I actually like the design of them a little bit better. But like they're these the Barbie dolls a little more appropriate for children. Yeah, the Bill Lily dolls are giving off some heavy Betty Page vibes. Yes, they're those are they're very much more like sex bomb. Uh, so Barbie, Barbie came out and Barbie came out with her boyfriend, Ken. And this is a fact that I hate. And I always thought it was urban legend, but it's actually true. She named Barbie and Ken after her children. I hate that. I and I hate that know. I know it now. Yeah, it's the I'm, worst. <laughs> I, I have to leave. <laughs> I have to leave the, this, this plane of existence is gone now. Because why would Eddie? What? Oh my God! I can't. I, I know this son and daughter. Barbie and she is went, Barbie is so much. So like, this is just like the beginning. Oh no! Of like, but it's like better. No, it gets better. Oh like, good. Okay. Just the, the the start was rocky. I mean, Barbie has are always been mired in controversy, but like it. After, literally after the handlers were taken off, um, the last innovation actually that uh, Ruth installed herself was at the, at the beginning of Barbie's, you know, the first incarnation of Barbie has Barbie sort of looking off to the side. And I actually learned this from um, Trixie Mattel, who we'll be talking about later. Um, and she said it was like symbolism of uh, like a womanhood being like a more demure thing, like a coy sort of like, oh, I can't look at you. And her Ruth's last addition to the Barbie was turning Barbie's gaze forward because it was a response to women's liberation, like the second wave of feminism. Interesting. And turning her gaze forward. It was, I I mean, yeah, she kind of did look down before. Interesting. Yeah. She looked like down and off to the side, like sort of like averting her gaze, which is a little more sultry, a little more, whereas like forward is, I think, a bit more appropriate for children. (laughs) Yeah, I will say that direct eye contact is one of the things they tell you that you need to do in order to be successful in life. So at least Barbie is practicing what she preaches. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So Barbie has sort of been like this fashion icon, like ever since, and um, has followed like trends throughout the ages. There have been like hippie Barbies and disco Barbies and like also like um there Barbie. was the computer Barbie the one that you plugged in. so you they used to have a CD it came out in the 90s and I remember that I had in. that one and she had a mouth and it would move up and down talking Barbie and it well, was actually one of my friends had that I didn't and you like that. plugged it into the back of your her her chest and like her back her the back of her back and the back of her back and she like talked and it was horrifying how my mother didn't throw it out earlier is actually no she definitely kept it because we were only able to get it work once that's it <laughs> That still feels though like a bit of a haunted toy. Uh, that was a bad choice, Mattel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. Oh my God, her children are named Barbara and Kenneth. Yeah, I told you. Wow. Yeah, her children named Barbara and Kenneth. Yep. Wow, Ruth. Wow. Ruth. Ruth was really, really a human. She was really a person. So, um. Okay. Up, up until like Barbie's an icon, like gay icon. She is a fashion icon. Um, she, they've, something like... I mean, hasn't like, she been touted quite a lot as a feminist icon as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because she has so many careers. Like, 
she something which is parodied in one of the Barbie series, which I'll get to. Um, oh, I can't wait. Uh, you know, she's she's a veterinarian. She's a doctor. She's a pilot and a flight attendant. She is she's done practically everything you can think of. But she is not her. her she's been in a rock band. She's been in um, there's Barbie tour bus, which I had. And like oh, I put God. all my Barbies inside it and everybody went on tour, you know. Yeah, and then there was like Dream, uh, the, what's it called, the Dreamland Barbie or whatever, the like the big, uh, you know, mansion with everything, and which is a gigantic amount of space that she had. Or like, what else did she do? Um, She's done bowling. She, there was obviously Mommy Barbie and like you know Big Sister Barbie and all this other stuff. But a lot of I feel like a lot of iterations of Barbie outside of her careers were almost always fashion related. Like this Barbie has a different kind of dress, so get it now. <laughs> um. Yeah, and like, um, I feel like the the time we grew up with Barbies was like Barbie of the '90s, which is when the Barbie shape started to change, and like. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Bar- Do you remember when we were younger and the Barbie torso used to rotate? Because... Yes. Yeah, you could turn her left and right. Yeah. You could turn it left and right. And then you couldn't do it anymore because they changed the shape of the Barbie. Oh, yeah. It all became, like, one torso. It became one torso to, like, more accurately reflect what a female body looks like. I mean, it was, it was still a very thin person. I was about to be know. like, yeah, that's that's interesting that they were like, that's it. That's the key. Now we look normal. Now we're it's here. Done. We're no. done. <laughs> I, oh, wow. So they could have changed it more, but they were like, ah, it's fine. Well, they've, they have recently, um, they have recently released Barbies that have a, a wider variety of body types. I mean, it's still got a long way to go, but there are... Barbies who are not a size zero. No, and that's true. And I remember when that whole thing happened with regards to those Barbies like being released and like, you know, you had uh, shorter Barbies, chunkier Barbies, tall, gangly Barbies. And it was just, I remember the generalized reception was either like cool or like, no, you should do more, or these ones look weird and I don't like them. And I'm just, all I can think is that, in general, I feel like because Barbie is such a mainstay of, uh, of American culture in, in specifically, mm-hmm. that uh, everyone gets a nostalgia of a Barbie, whether it's secondhand or firsthand, or, you, you know, you owned a Barbie, or your sister owned a Barbie, or your best friend owned a Barbie, or your mom, or your, whatever. It's all about, like, this nostalgia, this heavy tie to nostalgia. So any changes have to be done at, like, the speed of uh, of me taking care of my life responsibilities, like, when I was in college, <laughs> you know? Like, that's the speed in which bar- the Barbie company needs to change. Um, yeah. Because people don't want to change it. Because when you introduced Barbies that look like people, everyone was very, like, I feel like some of, not everyone, some people had that generalized reaction of, I don't like Barbie because she looks like a person. I like Barbie because I like the clothes. And it's like, oh, it's, I... Well, I mean, you know, yeah, like, it's it every time, like, any variation of Barbie is introduced. Like, for example, when Barbies who, Barbies that were not white were introduced, people were like, oh, this is pandering. It's like, no, there are little girls who are not white who would like to see a doll that looks like them. Come on, like, be real. Absolutely. It's And, and to say that it's... uh. Like, so when it comes to, like, black Barbies and, like, diversity of the Barbie, like, group, 
I have so many Barbies. I love Barbies. Uh, when I was a kid. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, like, what's your relationship with Barbie? I oh. love asking people this. So I have, like, actually in my house right now, I have a blue tub that my mom has just been keeping for, like, mm, I don't know, the better part of two decades. And it's just all of my Barbies from, like, the time I was a kid. And I played with my Barbies for, like, a decently long time. And I had, and my mom liked getting me Barbies because on the scale of toys you can buy for a child, Barbies are on the lower, cheaper end. Yes. They're not, they're not, they're not, uh, crap quality. I was, I was like, no, I'm not at work. I can say shit. Shit quality. <laughs> um, they're not shit quality, but normally they understand that, like, if you're just buying a Barbie, it's like seven bucks, six bucks, maybe even five bucks, depending on if it's like an older Barbie that nobody really liked. And, like, if you're a kid, how are you going to know what Barbies are popular and not? Especially if you're, you're the one, you know. So for me, I had, uh, I had a... I had so I had regular Barbie. I had Skipper. I had Kelly. I had her, Kelly's friends. I had I had, too. The, yeah. I had there was so it was a, it was two girls and a boy. I had I feel like this is so weird to say, but like I had like a decent amount of black Barbies because I like specifically this this I feel like this sounds fake, but I did ask my mom for black Barbies because I grew up in a place where I had people in my life that weren't just white. Like I was surrounded by like a lot of different people and so I wanted my Barbies to reflect that and that's why I asked for like different kinds of Kens I asked for like different boy Barbies I just called them boy Barbies I did not call them Kens um, I, I also called mine boy Barbies yeah I did not call them I why would I say Ken that's okay. not his name so there no. were there was one there was one Barbie I called Ken and the rest of them were boy Barbie <laughs> that's fair you do get the one Ken like it's basically like and it's the thing is is with barbies is they're all the same size so i bought like when disney came out with like their toys so i have meg and hercules i have pocahontas and john smith i have can you tell when i was born i have <laughs> i have bell i do not have beast um because of uh whatever i don't know um the movie <laughs> came out in 92 i have uh, i have mulan uh, I realized that all of these are 90s. Holy goodness. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. that's the primary age you were playing with Barbies. That's, yeah. It was great. Uh, what, okay, so, like, guys, here's the real here's the real tea about what you want to find out when it comes to me playing Barbies. Did I make my Barbies have sex? The answer is I laid them in bed and put a tissue over them as, like, a blanket, and I just assumed that that was what sex was. So, Jasmine and Aladdin had sex every night, guys. <laughs> constant <laughs> guess who was getting it on no one because i was a child and i did not understand sex as a concept so when my friends were like do you make your barbies have sex it was like obviously lays them down tucks them in have good sex time yeah love you <laughs> my i my version of that was like i just like smashed them against each other oh wow and that I was but like not in any just like in general yeah like they're like oh no yeah and you when you have your barbies kiss you like hold their heads and you're like, I just smush. You smush their heads so the plastic squishes. And look at, they love each other so much. I'm gonna fuck, grow They're up and find a guy who's gonna be this to me. <laughs> smush. They don't ever kiss. You just watch as plastic smashes into plastic and kind of collapses on itself a bit. Yeah. No, it's um. Well, it's so in it's so interesting that you like bring that up because I think that like. Ba a Barbie doll and like what 
types of Barbie dolls you get and like the stories you tell with your Barbie dolls are like people are like don't read too much into kids actions and I'm like well kids use their toys to explore aspects of themselves in a safe way you know like I I was definitely curious about like other people and like I like I like I wanted a big friend group I wanted like you know I was like I was just a curious kid you know yeah, I mean, I will say that Barbies, uh, like, as a kid, they were an accessible way for me to, like, have friends over because I had so many Barbies that it wasn't a thing that I felt like I had. Like, there was one Barbie that I was very obsessed with, and she had her low-rise jeans and her chunky heels, and she had a little bit of a crop top on, but it was a mesh crop top with a, uh, you know, like, a cami underneath, mm-hmm. and then she had, like, the wet hair look, Um and it was like super streaky and it was my favorite Barbie. I loved her because her, her style was like on point. Love it. I wanted to be that Barbie. And uh, so whenever anybody came over like that, that Barbie I got when I was like 10 or 11, like it was like the, you know, Y2K, you know, new, new, oh, new, millennia, new Barbie. Uh, I got one you know. of those. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was amazing. Like I loved, uh, like I loved that Barbie so much and I still have it actually. I remember when I opened the box and I was like. Like, it's so weird how you'll just hold, especially if you had, like, a lot of good memories with the Barbies. It's just like, I love you so much. And then my husband and my friend were over, and, like, we were all going through the the Barbies to make sure, like, because when my daughter gets big enough, I'd like for her to play with them if she wants to. If she goes through destruction phase, also valid. Um, Fair. Fair. They've already been played with, yeah. Exactly. But Mike is going through the dolls, and he twists one, and then the head breaks off, and then he looks at me and he goes... (laughs) And I literally imagined when I was a kid, and you know, like, when you have, because your these Barbies are not, like, made of, uh, you know, unbreakable anything. It's, yeah. it's They're very easy to be broken. Um, so it just reminded me of, like, my sister coming up to, like, my, my mom and being like, I'm sorry, I'm broken, I'm broken, I don't mean to break it, I'm sorry. It's just like... <laughs> I definitely had a moment there was one barbie doll that i loved she was like a horse riding barbie doll and she had like this she had this velvet jacket she had the coolest like nine like it was like 90s early 2000s like notting hill julia roberts hair oh she, she was oh she was gorgeous oh was, was it like was it the one where like it was the equestrian barbie where she, she had the, like the helmet and the, the jacket and stuff yes yes the, the equestrian barbie and like I broke one of her, like, she had the bendy legs. Yes, yes. So you could get her to, like, ride on the horse. Yes. And I broke her head off. (laughs) And I, like, instant waterfall. It was just like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's the same every child when they break a Barbie. (laughs) Because the Barbie's head just comes off and it's just because... Because a child, I think, personifies these dolls so fucking much. Oh, like, yeah. They put so much of themselves. Like, I know that I like, because I'm, I'm a writer, and I always wrote stories with my dolls, and I had one doll that was, like, the stand-in for me. Yep. And, like, and I remember her very clearly. And, <laughs> oh, man. And, like, I, like, I, like, twisted, I, like, pet her, and her head just fell off, and it was, it's the same voice. It's the, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but you broke it. 
traumatizing. Yeah. There's something about a a doll's head breaking off that is so like. (gasps) Especially if the plastic cracks. Uh, So I'm just wanted to give you like a quick heads up that I am currently looking at the collection of Barbies in stock online. And there is a Barbie winter sports hockey and um, oh, that one's so cool! <laughs> oh wow, there's a three hundred and twenty dollar Barbie of Princess Leia. Oh, there's a signature looks curvy brunette one who's oh. got a jumpsuit for the. Oh my god! Wow, this... damn! When did Barbie do this? <laughs> this actually brings me. What you're looking at actually brings me, and the prices brings me into my next point, which is a, pri- a sort of thing that I wanted to like. I've wanted to talk about, which is like. You have, like, how we played with Barbies as children. So you and I essentially, like, played with our dolls. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. until they were destroyed. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, until the heads are cracking and breaking off, yeah. Exactly, yeah. But there is the flip side of that, which is adults collecting dolls. Like, adults, mm. yeah. And these, some of these Barbies, and so many have been made. Like, so many yeah. have been made, and so many of them had limited runs. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is that Barbie has inherently got a deep, intense collector base due to its age. Yes, I'd say Barbie actually kind of has uh, has more so on Star Wars due to the fact that uh, I'm sorry. I just have great news. Amy Schumer has dropped out of the live action Barbie movie. Congratulations, everyone. We did it. Uh, um, my point is though, is that, so Star Wars, you know, Star Trek is probably as close as we're going to get in terms of age with regards to a collector fan base, right? Yes. And Star Trek is inherently seen as for adults. So to find a 68 year old person who has collected hundreds of thousands of dollars of Star Trek memorabilia, nobody would blink at because it is quite normal for an adult person to own Star Trek or Star Wars. Like sci-fi is inherently considered an adult person like interest you know also and it's frequently considered a male interest oh absolutely i will say that nowadays i feel that that is definitely shifting shifting. and i'm really happy about that but for the longest time people who liked barbie uh, especially the big collectors god i feel like every time you know they had one of those like tours on like tlc or a and e or whatever you're like oh this person is just not doing well i think and we're just looking at their house and i feel bad about it you know (laughs) yeah exactly but like that's shifting too now that like people in our age group i'm going to bring up trixie mattel because she has a gigantic collection of barbie dolls i'm looking this up right now because i adore trixie she has literally thousands like because for a lot of people collecting barbie dolls as an adult because you're past the point where you can really play with them like unless you have a child or you are in a child care position like it's a yeah. little weird to play with dolls. But, exactly. you know, you can still access a part of your childhood, the color, the whimsy, the sort of, like, the fun of Barbie. And especially if it was denied to you as a young person for whatever reason, for, mm-hmm. like, lack of lack of funds, you know, like, growing up poor. Yeah, if or you... the alternative, just to, like, quickly, like, just I, I have like a small personal antidote when it comes to gender roles in Barbie as well. Yes. And the biggest best Barbie collection I've ever seen in my life. It was my mom's best friend's grandson 
we had gone over her house because my mom and her best friend had been like, like, like it was like an older mentor person that my mom was friends with. And so her grandson and me and my sister were like very, very close in age. And from what I remember, I don't think my sister was there that day. And so my mom brought me and I go into this uh, like living room area and there is the most insane amount of Barbies that I have ever seen in my life. I am losing my mind looking at these Barbies because I cannot believe that this kid has the best collection I've ever seen. And so he's being like very, he's like, uh, you can play with this doll, but you can't play with this doll, but you can play with this doll, but you can't play. And I'm like trying to keep him trying. I'm like, okay. I got to respect the rules because I got to touch these dolls. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, all right, you know, whatever you say, just let me have this. It's like, can I write these rules down and which Barbie can I touch first? These are the most important questions. Exactly. And it was a great experience. And to this day, I think due to me being, you know, eight, nine, going over my mom's best friend's house and playing with her grandson with Barbies for like, if I had to guess, most likely four to eight, four to eight hours, just me nonstop with a kid I didn't know playing with Barbies forever. And that was the moment when I realized that Barbie didn't necessarily, like you didn't have to be a girl to like Barbie. And it was that kid who did it for me. Do I remember his name? No, no, I do not. But he changed my worldview in that day. Yeah. And like, I'm really grateful that that kid like had a supportive system in mm -hmm. which he could, you know, express himself in that way. And like, we grew up in an area where it was like, you were more likely to find somebody who was, like, a little open-minded. But, like... Yeah, absolutely. You know, Trixie has told Trixie Mattel, whose, who's, uh, you know, stage name is based on Mattel. She has a very Barbie-esque look. Like, that is her whole shtick as a drag performer. Uh, tells the story about, like, being, A, so poor, and B, from, like, a kind of conservative Midwestern family, like, religious Midwestern family, like, the only time she had access to that sort of thing, which, like, something she so desperately craved was, like, going to McDonald's and maybe getting the girl toy. And having that, like, some people don't have, like, I am so grateful to, like, this generation of parents and, like, our, like, our age group having children, because I know no matter what, like, like, there are so many people I know who like allow their kids regardless of gender to explore like whatever type of toy they want exactly and, yeah like you know there's for every one of them there's another person who's like denied that and like doll it's... collecting is a way to access that for yourself if you didn't have a chance when you were younger exactly I hate a lot that I feel with regards to like how parents have interpreted like a Barbie obsession from their child I really think a Barbie obsession is the exact same thing as literally any other obsession a kid has. Yeah, like Hot Wheels there's, or like, yeah, you know. There's no difference to be like, if a kid's really into like bugs or Barbies, it doesn't matter. It's just, you want to encourage a passion. And like, so for some, for like, so Trixie Mattel is, well, just, I think like an artist in the sense of like, one, you got some visual art going on. The face, the, the makeup, the hair, the outfits, the whole thing is a is a visual story of the hyper femme of Barbie meets the hyper femme of drag, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And it's, it, I mean, Trixie Mattel's shit is always like flawless. I, obs I'm obsessed with like pretty much everything that Trixie has ever like released or, you know, the, the music that she's done, the photo shoots she's been with. It's just like always quality. And I think I've actually, it's really been hard for me to be like, oh yeah. 
Trixie's based off of Barbie because I think at this point I've now like now now I see how obsessed Trixie is with Barbie like I'm doing a quick like look at the uh house tour and good goddamn <laughs> yeah and like it's like the hyper like like Barbie is sort of like Barbie as a cultural icon I think is sort of like like the hyper femininity and this almost exaggeration of femininity is not lost upon people, I don't think. And I think a lot of people, like, go for the low-hanging fruit of, like, oh, well, this is bad. This is bad for, you know, I'll just say what, you know, people say, which is, oh, this is bad for girls. This promotes bad. And I'm like, I never compared myself to Barbie when I was growing up. I never did because I was like, this is a doll. Yeah. I am, like, I'm, I'm... Not to be a jerk, but I'm not stupid, you know? It's, it's, the thing is, is that too many people, too many older people look at children and look at what children like, and they assign some sort of value to the things that children do. Exactly. And and most of the things children do is just explore. Yep. And, and Barbie can be a way to explore femininity in a way that feels safe. It can be a way to explore gender roles in a way that feels safe, where you don't have to talk to adults about it. You can kind of pretend it in a situation that makes it feel better acting out what you believe to be romantic or sexual situations for your own brain that you don't have to tell anyone about there's a lot of safety in imagination play and i feel like with barbie specifically by having these avatars i guess because that's literally what they would be is an avatar for who you are yeah and it doesn't matter who's holding barbie it's just when they're holding barbie they're barbie Exactly. That's what I was sort of like trying to touch on before. And you phrased it really well. It's like safely explain like, s- people put too much narrative on like, like people place too much on like kids actions and like kids should be allowed to safely explore things without having to like kids should be allowed to have interior private lives. And, I like, agree. One million percent. And like Barbie, I like, Barbie was such a useful tool for me because I was curious about a lot of things. And like, I didn't really have the words to talk to my parents about it. I didn't have the words to talk to my parents about the fact that like, I thought other girls were very interesting and like, that was confusing. And so I like kind of talked to my Barbies about it, you know, or that sometimes I related to the Ken doll a lot and like i was just sort of like okay like i didn't know i didn't know how to talk about any of this stuff and it, but it feels like in a way by doing i mean so for for i guess for me it was more so about exploring how relationships can be oh, especially yeah. relationships with men uh because uh in, in my i grew up in a home with uh, my mom my sister me and uh a cat named Paige who we loved very much um but also, i was also a female cat so. yeah oh well, yeah i i mean i was kind of uh <laughs> I was kind of uh, drinking a lot of the, uh, like, mom, mom never really, like, questioned buying Barbies. She was like, yeah, yeah, you got Barbies. Yeah, no problem. And uh, because it was a cheaper thing. And for her, uh, she had ended up losing her Barbies in a house fire when she was younger. Uh, so she oh, never got them back. That's she was a, She was a teenager, I think, by the time it happened. So it wasn't okay. something that she was interested in replacing. And I think that with Barbie, it's... I was able to explore relationships between men and women, especially a romantic relationship as a child, because 
I had seen some pretty weird things uh, without going too, too much into detail. You know, uh, in, in my personal life, in my, in my personal relationships with family members, I had seen many different dynamics of marriages and like of relationships. And I think that using a boy Barbie and a girl Barbie or an Aladdin and a Jasmine to kind of talk out the feelings of what a relationship is, what I, what I think a relationship is, is really like, it was a way for me to kind of figure out what was what I wanted in a relationship I guess as a child to kind of explore outside of the Disney movies yeah you know I think that was like that was that actually brings me back to a great point back sort of back to the beginning which is like that was one of Ruth's goals in creating this doll she wanted to give children a way to explore adult conversations and situations in a way that was safe And, like, there were, like, I mean, she went about it in a wild way. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, Ken and Barbie could have literally just been siblings instead, guys. But they were like, nope, it's going to be weird immediately. So we'll just name them after the siblings and make them married. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. But, you know, but other than the the Barbie and Ken fiasco, um, (laughs) she... She, I think she ultimately achieved that. She ultimately achieved, you know, she's like, she was like, it was originally for girls. And obviously we know it's for all people, but she originally targeted like young girls. Yeah. It was like, like girls deserve more than to just be mothers, like just be future mothers. I agree. Like and girls I think just, that it's. Yeah. Girls are more complex than that. It's, it's a, it's a big step to make. It's a, it's a big capital step to make too. But uh, I think overall, uh, the idea of what Barbie was, uh, you know, Barbie is and how Barbie is literally Barbie is not so much a person or an individual action, but it's more so about the changing idea of what is femininity, what is a woman, what is a man, what is gender, what is a relationship look like, what does the world look like, what does a career path look like, what does a parent look like, what does a sister or a brother look like. It's it's really just like Barbie kind of if you've got a problem in your life, I'm certain if you go to your local store, you can find a Barbie for like, you know, I mean, let's let's talk about if you've got a problem in your life and you're under the age of uh, 15. Um fair. I, I feel like I played with Barbies up until about middle school, and then I uh, Me too. S- switched it out for more uh, more video games, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, things like that. You know, I've always been, yeah, I thank that actually, thank you for being brave enough to say that, because I've always been, like, embarrassed to admit that I played with baby uh, Barbie dolls up until, like, for, like, sixth or seventh grade. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, like... played, I played Pokemon and Barbies at the same time, and then at one point I was like, I can't take my Barbies out of the house. I'll just play with them inside. <laughs> exactly. And like, sometimes if some Barbies were a real like centering tool for me, sometimes if I got, cause I got really angry sometimes when I was a kid. Cause yeah. you know, I had some tough things going on at home during junior high school. And like, I would just like be like, okay, like I can't yell. So I'm going to go play with my Barbies <laughs> instead. And, and like, it's a great way to process too. Like, I think that, uh, I mean, I'm really excited to see what, my daughter thinks of the Barbies. I mean, hey, maybe it's maybe she'll be like lukewarm and be like, I don't really like it. All right, cool, no some, problem. Some kids don't. Some I have spoken to plenty of adults who have been like, oh, I hated Barbies. Oh, I destroyed my Barbies. Oh, I cut it like I burned them. I cut their head like heads off. You know all this stuff, and like this pure rejection of femininity. I think yeah, of the femininity that it represented. 
It, which is, I mean, again, like, everybody has an individual relationship, too. Like, especially when it's, like, nostalgic as heavy as, like, Barbie. Ooh, so, like, I could yeah. say the same thing about Star Trek in that I tried to get into it. My mom desperately tried to get me into it. And oh, I was so did like, my mom. <laughs> I was like, nope, this is, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. And she wasn't, tra- she, she, she asked me if I wanted to watch it. And I said no. And she was like, okay, you don't have to watch it. Uh, my sister, way more interested in, in, she was specifically interested in Star Wars. I watched Star Wars. I was like, yeah, this is a movie. I like it. It's fun. But uh, with regards to, like, overall obsession, it wasn't enough to keep me, like, in the same way Barbie would, I think. And eventually, like, more modern interests, like video games and stuff. Exactly, yeah. But like, it's it's still amazing to know that I feel like maybe it's, Maybe Barbie kind of helped me understand that that uh, people like a shared experience or a shared love can literally be between me and anyone. Like, like I really love Barbie, but so did that boy as well. And I'm certain at that same moment in 1999, there was an 85 year old woman who also was obsessed with Barbie, and there was probably an 85 year old man who was also obsessed with Barbie as well. And like, it's it's really amazing to kind of think about how universal the experience of enjoying a Barbie doll is for some people. You know, it's it's a shared experience that you don't need to talk about, but if it does come up in conversation, it's like a real like, oh wow, did we just become best friends? Yup. <laughs> <laughs> I say, yeah, the, the real only moment of connection, it really is like a conversation starter. It's like nostalgia bomb. Like no matter what direction it goes in, yeah, I find. There's no wrong relationship to Barbies. Like no. whether you cut their hair off and colored their face in or you washed their hair out with shampoo in their sink and then you combed it because you wanted to make sure you got the knots out and then you just let them sit down and you put a little towel around their shoulders because you wanted to make sure that they were at the salon i wasn't doing this i just assumed that this is a shared universal experience that's that you know most people do right we had to have I, not me i <laughs> i did not do this <laughs> i i definitely washed and dried my barbie's hair uh, because my aunt was a hairdresser or is a hairdresser still, but I, I was like, I was like, oh, I want to be a hairdresser. And that was like my way of trying a new thing. I mean, I'm, did you ever do uh did you ever design clothes for your Barbies and like try and sew them and stuff? Cause that was uh, hard. Oh, actually, no. Like, I mean, like I did, I drew on my Barbies faces and cut their hair because I like, I thought it was stylish like yeah, i was very exactly. like like you know i was very into um i was very into the cranberries when i was little oh. and like dolores o'riordan had like the short short hair so i cut their hair to look like hers oh that's so cool that is so so cool i think that i i i made some clothes so i went through like a phase when i was uh like 16 and i was trying to learn to sew and one of the things that a lot of people were telling me specifically like boomers were like oh sew barbie clothes it's a really easy way to learn sewing and i want to let all of my lovely listeners know it's not, not. It's bad <laughs> bad it's move it's so much harder do you enjoy sewing do you want to learn to enjoy sewing make pillows don't start with fucking Barbie clothes. I don't know what kind of advice that was, but that was like, oh, if she gets started on Barbie clothes and, you know, because she likes Barbies already. And it was definitely more of a, no, sewing is a very difficult skill. And if you make the clothes smaller, it's harder. <laughs> oh. Yeah, usually it's like the go big or go home is like for a reason, you know? <laughs> 
what I ended up doing was I think I cut out like so it was like this floral pattern that I went to Joanne's and like got for like really cheap. It was like ninety nine cents for like scrap fabric, and so I cut like a rectangle, and I like had a hole for the neck, and I had and so I hand stitched where like the shoulders would be and like the sides of the dress and then I put it on the Barbie and I went this looks dumb and then I took it off and started like (laughs) I was so angry that it didn't look amazing I was like how could this not look phenomenal even though I had no idea what I wanted to make I was like it's a dress why does it look like a fucking rectangle (laughs) mom how do you sew Mom's like, no, man, I, mm, nope, mm, no, we're not having this conversation about why the rectangle looks like a rectangle when you stitch the rectangle together, Megan. She's like, I'm, a, I'm, I'll be back. Thank you. <laughs> your, your mom like reading her like Catholic literature at the dining room table, being like, I'm not touching this. Me having a meltdown on the other side of the table because the, the Kenmore sewing machine just makes... I'm like, why does it... And, and I'm like, nope, mm-mm, nope. I didn't learn to sew as a kid, so I can't teach you anything. All right, hope you can get a book. It's fair, fair, man. Listen, sewing is a difficult skill. Uh, Barbies are not that uh, pr- entry point when it comes to learning to sew easy. Hairstyling is a great entry point with Barbies. Oh, yeah, because they've got plenty of it. But, like... It doesn't grow back. But, uh, luckily, you can buy another one. Yeah, I found that out the hard way. I cut my Barbies. <laughs> no, like, okay, To in my defense, I was, like, four. Ooh, I was oh, four. I dang. was a baby. I love that. Oh, I'm I sorry. was, like, I... uh, oh, my God. The, t- the, tan- the tantrum, the fit I pitched when I was, like, Mommy, why isn't her hair growing back? She was supposed to grow back. And my mom was, like, it's a doll. It's not a person. They, oh, yeah. they do, Their hair doesn't grow. And I was like, what are you talking about? See, this is why on the off chance, if, you know, uh, my daughter goes through a phase where she wants to cut off the hair of dolls and she goes, why isn't it growing back? I'll be like, well, uh, if you close your eyes, I'll hand you a new doll. <laughs> my, but my, my mom was like, you're keeping that doll because I'm not buying That's you fair. another one for another like, and I was, I, I learned to live with it. I was yeah. like, this is fine. I played with those dolls. I love those dolls. I called them my punk rock dolls when I started getting into like Green Day oh, that's and like so cool. stuff like that. Uh, I was like, all that stuff. Yeah. I started yeah. to really get into that. You know what? I feel like with Barbie, like, okay, Mattel as a corporation, is it ethical 100% of the time? No. I'm pretty sure the percentage is like four. They're they a conglomerate. They own like so much. Okay, so it's now down to 0.025% ethical. Uh, <laughs> well, they're not like, well, not a, not a conglomerate, but they own like, like... They have a lot of subsidiaries underneath them. They purchased a lot of like other yes. companies, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they basically, they own like... A lot of toy companies. They own, yeah, they own a lot of toy companies. I just looked it up, and they own Barbie Hot Wheels. They own Fisher Price, American Girl, Uno, mm. uh, Thomas and Friends, Polly Pocket, <sighs> Masters of the Universe, Monster High, which was a little after our time, but I always thought those yeah. dolls were so cool looking. Yeah. Um, oh, I was so jealous to not so it was to be too old to buy those. I'm like, I can't buy a Frankenstein doll. They're gonna laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I was just, I would just look at them and be like, 
I'm too old for this. Yeah. Thank goodness we didn't talk about brats because brats were what I played with heavily when I was like uh, a teen, like going into like seventh, eighth grade because I was like, oh, those are for teenagers. Cause oh, yeah. No, fashion. me too. I played, I definitely played with brats dolls when I was in like eighth grade. Yeah. It's just something that they, that was, that would be, I think another good episode to do in the future is to talk about like if we do revisit, you know, childhood nostalgia fandoms. I think the Bratz versus Barbie discussion is a very interesting one to uh, think about. Yeah, I mean, I I will, I'm going to put my foot in the ring. I did, even though I did enjoy the aesthetic of Bratz and I thought they were very fun and like of a time, yes. I think Barbie is more timeless. Like, Oh yeah, no, Bratz are peak 2000s. Oh yeah, they peak. are like so dated and also like you can remove their feet, which is fucking terrifying. I... <laughs> It was it was mostly inconvenient if you lost a shoe. So I think that um, just to kind of like wrap this up and sort of like um, conclude, like I bring it back to Barbie, right? Bring it back to Barbie because we love our brats detour, but um, we Gotta all know represent who, that we all yeah. Barbie is the reason that brats was able to I think thrive for a minute. Yeah, seriously, like <laughs> thirty seconds as opposed to Barbie's like several thousand years yeah Um, it's it's just i think that perhaps this is a hot take here but um my conclusion with a lot of this is like i think barbie is i mean it is not we could go on and on about barbie's transgressions and you know it is not without controversy at all this is not untouched by feedback mattel has done a lot of wrong and yeah, they have absolutely. they have made an effort to correct it though and like i'm not i'm not here to defend a toy company no but i think overall i think overall parents and like people who are buying barbie dolls for children kind of underestimate their intelligence or mm-hmm. underestimate the fact that they can differentiate between like a doll and themselves yeah. like i knew that I was never going to look like a Barbie. Mm. I knew. And this was an avatar. This was just a stand-in that I could project my personality onto. And I think, like, it's a metaphorical thing as opposed to, like, a literal thing. Like, kids are more complex thinkers. Yeah. Exactly. I want to just say that I think that no matter the ethical, uh, you know, how, how good or not good corporations can be or the, the products that they make or, or how ethically the products are made. The fact is, is that Mattel was a, co- is a company that in the 1950s decided to take a chance on stealing a doll from Germany. And yeah, no, it, that is, it, it worked for them. They took a chance by stealing an idea guys. And wouldn't you know it, it worked. And, and like some of the Isn't ideas that the that American they put way. In, <laughs> It's to steal an idea, claim it as your own, and then to ignore anyone who says otherwise and call them a liar. Duh. Yeah, <laughs> it's the American way. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, though, is that hopefully Barbie was able to be an avatar for those who used Barbie and got through those conversations that they needed to have with themselves, no matter what those conversations were about at the end of the day, whether it was about race or gender or sexuality or or career paths or, or, you know, the idea of parenthood or the idea of youth or whatever these conversations you had to have as a child, if Barbie was able to help facilitate it, then I'd say that 
we can argue about whether or not Mattel can improve working conditions or make things less, you know, shitty by stealing designs and buying smaller companies and all that shit. But it still makes the idea at the end of the day, the experience, the nostalgia can still stay untainted. You don't have to look at a big company who's done bad things and feel bad because you were a child and enjoyed your playtime. Exactly. That's what I or, think is about, you know? Yeah. Or, the, you know, that or, like, you can, like, both can exist at the same time as well. Exactly. Like, you know, you you can have derived a really beautiful experience and now as a developed adult, because of the fact that you were able to explore complex ideas with these dolls, you can see the flaws behind the industry that created them, you know? Absolutely. And it doesn't need to be like a, a net good or a net bad. No. Just like most things in childhood, especially like upon retro, you expect you're always like, uh, there's not, there's not a... Like, you can notice the flaws, but you can also be appreciative for the good things you did get out of it. Yeah. And, like, I I think that's beautiful. I think... I want... I love Barbie because it encourages children to use their imaginations. And, like, to... And I love dolls for that reason. Like, it definitely helped me as a... It helped me like unleash the writer in me and like in my career path like I probably wouldn't be a writer if I hadn't been given Barbies as a child yeah and yeah I just like I want our like this current generation to be turned away like more away from technology and more toward like this sort of imaginative play that's it that's it at the end of the day yeah playing with uh pretend is one of the most important aspects to childhood create the world you want you don't have to have any limits the world exists as you see it and if you decide that you have a house made of ice cream then you have a house made of ice cream and if your mom yells at you for licking the walls because the walls are made of ice cream and your mom just doesn't understand then that's on your mom yeah it's but, on you <laughs> but i hope that with this i i mean i've already been feeling like many kinds of ways about phones since having me a kid. too right? i mean i haven't i have not had a kid but now like now that yeah You're your daughter now that yeah now that your daughter is in our lives i'm definitely noticing much much more yep and i think that you become grateful for experiences like barbie because of the playtime and mm -hmm. the imagination and the pretend and i think you're right aj i think it's just that you know you gotta fucking just be a child and play and it doesn't matter if you have up-to-date technology children's brains move at the speed of sound they're constantly learning new things at a rate in which i learn and like it i can't well i can't even I say know. the sentence right that's I, how fast children learn I like <laughs> I, I want, yeah, I want them to turn away from, like, the constant need to perform for other people and yeah, show up for themselves instead. And I, I, this is on parents, really. It's not on kids. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think that's that parents. All... Yeah, I think that at the end of the day, parents will hopefully reach out towards play pretend time with their kids and less towards iPad time with their kids. Yeah. Uh, it does, it costs zero dollars and zero cents to spend time with your child. That is the conclusion of our Barbie episode. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, thank you so much, Megan. This was amazing. And like, I had this... an amazing time. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, I feel so jazzed and I'm happy about this. Um, I know. I'm like, uh, I'm like swimming in nostalgia juice. I love it. I'm sorry, it. guys. That was a real vivid image. <laughs> you know what? It's fine. We got this. All let's right. All take it. Let's take a bath in the nostalgia juice for the rest of the evening. Delicious. All the vibes. So mm. thank you all for listening. Uh, Thank Next. you, HJ, for a wonderful, lovely episode and a <laughs> lovely discussion. Thank you. I I had fun. So uh, next week, uh, who knows? Uh, we shall see. Or next two weeks, obviously, because uh, we post on a bi-weekly schedule. Yeah. So um, we will see you again in two weeks. Uh, mask up, stay safe, and have a great rest of your day. Goodbye. Goodbye.